Isn't that awesome to see? You know, it's hard to believe, but um, a year ago, I was standing here before you a year ago and was sharing with you. We'd had our, our uh, land thing going on, you know, for some time, and I shared with you on our five-year anniversary that we had a $100,000 matching gift that was coming. And we saw in that August to September, we saw our 62,000 go to 87,000. And then we got that matching. And as of April, we have the land. We just dedicated it in July. And that was, that's all happened in the last year. But more importantly, you look at who God has brought into the church over in the last year and what he's done. And you know, what blesses me is that uh, a year ago, we I think we'd had like four or five baptisms that year, and I, I came into this coming year, and I said, Lord, I, I'm praying for 10. And what God did is God gave us 12. He did above what I had, had counted on. And, and you know, God, that's, that's why we exist, is that we are out here to glorify God and to advance his kingdom. It's all about his kingdom come. And not our will be done, but it's about his kingdom come. And so, isn't it exciting to be a part of his journey? And you know, God is, there's momentum that is going. And you know, and even, even like uh, when I shared the last weekend, even when the, the enemy tries to throw a thing toward our side, you know, and, and what's that happen? I give a shout out to, to Austin back here in their company. We got us a new sign over here, y'all. And we got it for free. For free. They bless. If you don't want when things like that begin to happen, the Lord begins to do his kind of work and through the people. They didn't have to do that for us, but they they, they gave us two of them over there, you know. So it's almost like uh, and and you know, we're we're just seeing God do some cool things. I had I've been able to share uh, with several people God's faithfulness over these last several years. But this week has been a, a, you know, a challenging week for me, but it's also been a great week. I've seen some awesome things happen this week in the kingdom as far as advancing things, and I'm going to share those with you. We're going to get into God's Word. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13. And today's message that I'm giving on our six-year birthday is the power of faith. The power of faith. If you remember back in January of this year, I talked about this is going to be a year of faith. This is going to be a year where we have to step out in, in ways of faith like we've never had to done, do before. I also remember the acronym I gave you of faith and talking about setting goals. That was all back in January. But the Lord wanted me to share this word with you today because this is about our future and dealing with the power of faith. So let's look at this text here as it uh, has in Matthew chapter 13 and there's two verses here, verse 31 and 32. This is the parable, the story of the mustard seed. It says that Jesus presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and he sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds. But when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants, and it becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come 
and they nest in its branches. A while ago, you saw that earlier video. It was talking about the seed. The mustard seed Jesus uses here in a story was in the Palestinian region in that part of the country. It was, a, it was the smallest of the seeds that was used in a garden. And some people go and say, well, there's smaller seeds than a mustard seed, and they try to get into a theological argument over that it wasn't the smallest seed. Well, that's, that's beyond the point. The point is, for that region and that part of the country, you had your seeds that were planted in a garden. Well, the mustard seed started out, it was the smallest of all those seeds. You know, I, I have, have, has anyone ever planted tomatoes from a seed? Anybody in the room ever done that? Okay. I usually get my plants, but a few years ago I said, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> or I couldn't find my plants. I said, I'm going to order this variety online, and I'm going to do my own. <coughs> Excuse me. I could not believe how small those tomato seeds were. I mean, they were tiny. I was having to just really keep an eye on them. They were so small. And then I got to thinking, a mustard seed is even smaller than these. A very, very tiny seed. And so the point of this is this, is that God uses a mustard seed to teach us about the power of faith. God uses a mustard seed. Jesus uses a mustard seed to teach us about the power of faith. Because even though it is the smallest of seeds that is planted in that garden, it becomes a large plant. A large, becomes a tree in, in such a way. They say these, they grow to about 8 to 10 feet tall in such a way that the birds of the air can come and make nests. So what's the point of this? The point of it is, is the process. It's the growth. And when you start out, when we see God do things in a smaller way, then what happens is if you're faithful in the least things, then God begins to be faithful over here in the greater things that become in the process. I look at how we started, and you start small. Never despise small beginnings. Never despise small beginnings. And a lot of the greatest works of God have started with a handful of people. In fact, <laughs> Jesus and the disciples, the greatest work of God ever. But starting in a meeting on 101010 with a handful of people, and some of you were in this room, most of you were not. Most of you were not. And then a process through the years it takes, and we haven't gotten there yet. You know that the statistics say that most churches don't even ever break 100. In fact, only 15% of churches ever reach 200 people. This past Easter, we had 220-something. For the first time, we crossed that 200 mark. And what that, I give praise and glory to God for that. Because most churches, now we're not averaging that. That's okay. But we crossed it. And here's the other fact. Of the 15% that ever get to 200, only 1% ever get to 800. Wow. And you might be thinking, why are you sharing those numbers? 
Um, I met with a guy named Jimmy Parker this past week. He's, uh, he's an engineer. And I took him out to the property. Jimmy was the one that originally did the drawings in their company for their, the concept plan. And so I said, Jimmy, I see stuff, but I'm, I don't have an engineering degree. You see th things a whole lot differently than I see them. So I took him out there, and we went all over the, the property, and his boss told him, you don't need your boots. They got that place so clean out there, you, you can ride around on it. You don't even need boots to walk that property. And so that's what his boss told him. But we got out there, and I showed him some stuff. Jimmy said the same thing as I did when I took him over there to the two shall become one tree. He said, now listen, I've been in the, hunting in the woods all my life. I've never seen anything like that. I said, it's special. That's the two shall become one tree. And then, you know, we got that clump of oats right in the middle. Well, I showed Jimmy where the, everything needs to go, and then he began to talk to me and say, this is what we need to do and we need to do, and... Boy, I was just sitting there going, wow. And so he said, let me put a pen and a pencil to this. And, and so he's, he's done a rendition for the whole property. And you, he said, most people don't think this way, but you got to start with your final product and work backwards. And so I got us a building there for three to 400, the first building, okay? And then the... The final building is for 800 over here, but that's where he started from, okay? You might be going, 800? Y'all planning on 800 church? Yeah. We're planning, we got it, and it's, it's, it's on paper, y'all. And you know what? How, how it's gonna happen or when it's gonna happen is a process, but the vision is there. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you about this, but for him to draw it out and you see it on paper, it's a whole different thing. He, he took out the, that cluster of oak trees. I said, Jimmy, we got to save them oak trees. We got to save them oak trees. And he said, well, you're going to have to move some parking if you want to save them. I said, okay. But you know, I see things, y'all. And, and when you drive on that property and you come into that cluster of oak trees, you know what you're going to see? I'm going to tell you what you're going to see. You're going to come past that sign, but you're going to see a big waterfall that's coming out from those trees that's running down. You ever been over to Campton Restaurant right there at that place that's got the rocks with the waterfall? The first thing you see coming in is going to be that waterfall coming down through there. Why are we going to do that? Out of you shall flow rivers of living water. That's, is everything we do on that campus is going to have a spiritual thing to it. We're going to have a marker of that two shall become one tree. If we, you know, and I, I done found out all kinds of stuff, y'all. Found out who bought the land next to us. Mr. Tim Stewart's son. Mr. Tim Stewart's son bought that property next to us. Tim Stewart's funeral homes. Okay, I don't know where that boy goes to church, but I'm going to be praying there's going to be a church right next to him. You know. But, and then I, I found out about that white house. He's going to actually move that white house back off that corner onto some other part of the property. And so, finding out all kinds of things through the week. But when you begin to pray, and you begin to see, and you begin to see what God's doing, it might start small, but you gotta, you got to factor in the power of faith. Okay? I'm going to give you another text, and let's look over it to it, because it's, it's the same text. It's a different text dealing with the mustard seed. 
And it's a story of Jesus dealing with a man that was possessed. They, the disciples were dealing with a demon-possessed person, and they couldn't cast out the demon. So we pick up in verse 20 of chapter 17, just a few pages over in Matthew. And I got it on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you. But let's, let's, let's read what it says. Jesus said to the disciples, Because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. So we see in Matthew 13 the parable of the mustard seed. And then now Jesus brings up the mustard seed again to teach us something. And he's saying to them, because of the littleness of your faith, is the reason you weren't able, boys, to cast out that demon. It's because of that, the littleness of your faith. So here's my first point of this. It was not total lack of faith, but because of littleness of faith that they were powerless. It was not total lack of faith, but because of littleness of faith that they were powerless. They had, Jesus had given them the authority, but it was the littleness of their faith that made them powerless in that situation. They had some faith. And listen, it's one thing to have saving faith, but that's just the beginning part. There, your faith should be growing through the years as you grow in your walk with Christ. You know, when you see God faithful in certain situations, that he's done in your life, then it increases your faith. And, I, and even the scripture says, Lord, I have faith, I, but help me. I, I believe, but help my unbelief. Increase my faith, God. And you know, some of you have taken the spirit to give inventory test. Some of you, faith came out up there high on you. And, and you know what? I love you people. I love you people that, that God has given the faith gift too. Why? Because you encourage us. And, and listen, the people who have the gift of faith, the, the word faith means a firm persuasion. It means to place confidence in, to trust. It's that supernatural ability to believe God for something you haven't even seen yet. It's the supernatural ability to believe God for something not yet realized, but you believe God for great things. So when, whenever you see uh, something like we're talking about coming for that property, people of faith go, oh, yes, I can see it. I can see it. I believe it. I know God. They don't have little faith. They have great faith. But these disciples, I don't know what was going on at that time, but Jesus pointed out the reason that they couldn't deal with that, that demon-possessed person was the littleness of their faith at that time. Here's this next point. Little faith is the kind of faith that believes in God when everything seems to be going well. You hear that statement? Little, little faith is the kind of faith that believes in God when everything's going well. Okay? But when, hey, when you turn the heat up and the burners get turned up, then that's when things begin to change. This next point. Great faith trusts God 
when there's nothing to eat and no money to buy food. Great faith, trust in God when your health is gone, your work is gone, your reputation is gone, or even your family's left you. Your family's gone. That is the difference. That is the difference. Great faith trusts God when there's nothing to eat, when there's no food, to, no money to buy the food. Anybody in the room ever had your money run out before the month did? You know what I'm talking about. And you're going, how are we going to make it? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to get through this time? That's when our faith is tested. That's when our faith increases. Because remember, if we sing that God is faithful, and it, the Bible says he will never allow his righteous ones to be forsaken. His righteous ones will not be begging for bread. God proves and God provides in his timing. And we've seen, man, we have experienced that. We have lived that. And, and you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not one of these um, that has to deal with the, the food issue. I, I, it's crazy how much we have in our pantries and our homes these days. It is. You know, how do you, we pray, Lord, give us our daily bread. Well, we got plenty of daily bread, don't we? We do. We got a bunch of daily bread in there. But you know, there are people all over the world that are doing good if they got one meal. And we think, how? How is that happening? But you know, it's not just that. It's some, of, some of our people in our church recently have gone through a great challenge with their health. And you want to find out how great a faith you have, let a health issue come in. Let a health issue step up to the plate. And we, I have seen our, I have seen the families that have great faith. I have seen God working in them already mightily. And I even comment all the time about as I see people as they're going through that time of their life right now with health. I'm going, this family has great faith. This family has great faith. This person has great faith. Because they're, they're going through it in a tough time. But they are not losing. Their, their walk and their belief in God. They're trusting God like never before. You might, hey, you might get that notice. Who knows what's going to happen in the next year? But whenever you get that notice or you're looking at that job change or it might be that relationship that you were hoping to have, but it didn't happen. Or it could be that, that spouse that just decides they're, they're ready to leave. They don't no longer want to be with you. Man, that's when our faith is tested to the greatest extent. Because we, we have options at that point, don't we? Who either, either we're going to, our faith will increase, or we can, we can trust God deeper, or we begin, in, begin to blame God, or blame others, or blame for all kinds of stuff. But it's, this is a great test of faith. But Jesus tells these guys, because of the littleness of your faith, because if you had faith the size, and there he brings it up again, if you just had it the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be moved, and it will move. Here's my next point. Mountain moving faith is not faith in oneself, but it's faith in God. Mountain moving faith is not faith in oneself, but it's total faith in God. 
in God alone. You know, I, I've got a wife that's, uh, that's she, I call her, uh, I'm a mountain man, she's a beach bunny. All right? That's the way I can put it. I'm a mountain man, I'm a beach bunny. Now, there's a show on, on TV called Mountain Man. And flipping through the channel, for some reason, I want to click on that. But I'm going to tell you, there's some real hillbillies on that show, buddy. I'm telling you, they are hillbillies. I'm a, I'm a wannabe mountain man compared to them, all right? But, you know, some people love to go to the beach. I love to endure the beach for a few days. I love to go to the mountains. I mean, I love to go to the mountains. Because, you know, nowhere in the Bible it says, I will lift up my eyes to the beach. Just think about it. Well, I won't, I won't get into too much of that, but the point is, I grew up in middle Georgia, farming country, pretty much flat land. We had a few hills here and there, tree bottoms and stuff like that. First time I ever saw the mountains, the Cherokee, uh, saw the Smoky Mountains up in Cherokee and Gatlinburg area was my honeymoon. And I was 25 years old, in my mid-20s. I had never seen mountains. And then I saw them, and boy, I was, it was breathtaking. I thought I'd die going to heaven when I was riding up them roads with that water running down through there like it was. And I'm like, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And then I went to the Rocky Mountains. And boy, when I went out to Colorado, I was when you're driving across the plains and you see purple mountains majesty across that way, man, you go, now I know who wrote that song, saw this view. And you see that and you experience that. And then I went to Montana and I saw the Grand Tetons for the first time. I have not been to Mount Everest. Did y'all get to when y'all went to Nepal? Did y'all see it? You didn't get to see it. It, it, it's ultimate. But I've seen the Grand Tetons, and listen, when I saw that view of that, that lake and the Grand Tetons in the background, I told them, stop the car. I'm having a spiritual moment right now. I said, just stop the car. I had to get out and just praise and worship God right there because it was that kind of moment. I said, this is, this is the most beautiful view of God's creation I've ever seen right here. Mountain-moving faith. Now, when Jesus says, if you have the faith of my mother's seed, you can say that this mountain be moved. Is he talking about a literal mountain? Is he talking about our ability to move these big old, the Grand Tetons, a Mount Everest? Is he talking about a physical, literal mountain? No. But what he's talking about, he's talking about the issues that we deal with in life. The big issues for us and what we're going through. And because, just like a mustard seed grows, as we grow in our walk, in our journey with Him, we can believe God, that can God can help us remove this mountain that I'm dealing with in my life. And that mountain might be a relationship. That mountain might be money. 
That mountain might be your work that you're dealing with. Whatever it is, I'm going to tell you, that mountain for us is like, how, how am I going to raise that money, Lord? How are we going to get that money to build that church? How are we going to do it? But whatever that mountain is, we got to trust God and not ourselves. Here's that point. Faith has only as much, not the bottom, faith has only as much power as its object. Now that's, you've already seen it, but has it soaked in? Faith only has as much power as its object. Now who's the object of our faith? Our object of our faith is God. And so if our faith then is limitless if we can believe God for it because God is faithful. God doesn't always give everything that we want, but he gives me everything I need. God faithful is he who calls, it, calls you and he will bring it to pass. And I've seen God do that. And you know, when it seems like you have a whole lot of money, and you've got a whole bunch of money that's in your checking account. I've seen people have more money than they know what to do with. Are they fully relying on God? Are they looking at what they have? Well, God's not against it. God gives people that to be a blessing to others. But the point is, what are you relying on? Who are you relying on in those times? The power of faith is relying on God to do the impossible. That's the key, y'all. The power of faith is relying on God to do the impossible. You know, when, when we planted a seed and started a land fund, people began to give as God led people to give. And we began to give. And over time, we gave. And then what happened next was, was through that one ministry, God stepped in and said, okay, y'all, you've done your part. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to do my part on something. And God provided. Listen, church, graduate, listen to me carefully. I believe with all my heart that God's going to do that same thing for us as we move forward. I'm, I'm meeting this week with a man uh, on the property that's with a ministry called God's Hope Builders. I just wanted to get to know him uh, because this is a ministry through our convention where this man heads up uh, teams that come in from all over the state and around the southeast. And they, they'll have a team of people that will give a week of their time for construction. And so I'm meeting, I wanted, I put a call in and said, man, I just want to get to know you and meet you. You know what he said to me? He said, I'm going to come to you. I want to see your property. I want to see the place. And I'm like, okay. You say me a drive to Covington, but you know, he's coming over here to Gratis. He's going to see it. But I, and, and that was his prompting to do that. But then we're, I've got a, a team of people that's been meeting, you know, and we're, we're working on some stuff, but we're actually going to be looking at the possibilities of how are we going to raise these monies over these next uh, few years. And so it's going to take 
It's going to take a time of giving like we've done over two years already for the land. But here's the good news. The good news is God's already provided us the land. The good news is we've got $65,000 in that account right now to begin doing some prep work. But God, we've got to raise some more money and then we'll see what God does through that process as we raise that money. And we've got other people, y'all. We're not alone. We've got other people that are wanting to come and help us in the process. Now, isn't that exciting to know? Because when you saw that video a while ago, I don't know about you, but that did something to me to see that, that drone taking that shots and, and, you know, and see all that imagery of that place. It's, it's just a piece of property, but it is set apart for a work of God to advance his kingdom. How is it going to happen? Power of faith. If you have a faith the size of a mustard seed, do you have it? You ready to see God do the impossible? You want to be a part of God doing the impossible? I am. God surprises. Show yourself strong and mighty. Just do something that will blow us away, oh God. That's our prayer and our cry to him. The power of a faith. There's people in this room that have mold-moving faith. And there's some people in this room God's going to stir up to have mountains moving faith you with me you with me mountain moving faith let's pray father thank you for today thank you for six years of your faithfulness thank you for teaching us through the power of what happens in the transformation of a mustard seed being the smallest of all seeds but planted begins to grow Thank you for those that you have had here from the very beginning of the plant, and they've been faithful, God. There have been many people that have come and gone, but God, they have remained faithful. Thank you for those that you have brought along in the journey over these last several months and years, because, Lord, in a church plant, Lord, you know how special it is as new people come on board. And God, we thank you. We pray. Because, Lord, the harvest is so plentiful. And we're going to keep praying to you. But, God, our object of our faith is big. You are an awesome God. In fact, your word says in the final closing of your book of Revelation that the islands will flee and the mountains will be no more. The mountains will be no more. The God who created the mountains is going to remove the mountains. And they have to flee at your presence. And so, Father, for someone in this room that's been dealing with a mountain-sized issue in their life, they have the faith that you want to challenge them to see where the real power comes from. It comes from you. So, God, I pray for, for that individual in this room. And I pray, Lord, that, that their, their faith would increase in a powerful way as they realize their dependence upon you. And Lord, I pray for us as a church that our faith would increase and the power of faith would just go forth from this place. And I pray, God, that 
you, you do it just right here with me. Increase my faith in you. God, I pray to the God who is able to do exceedingly above and beyond all that I can even ask or think. God, there's some of us in this room that can ask a lot and we can think a lot. But whatever that we can ask or whatever we think is not bigger than our God. It's not bigger than you, Lord. And so, God, we're going to trust you in a deeper way like never before. So encourage your people today. And Lord, I just pray a blessing over us in a powerful way as you take us deeper with you. In Jesus' awesome, mighty name we pray. Amen. Alone in my sorrow, dead in my sin. Lost without hope with no place to begin. You love me the way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested and my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My orphan heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new now. Life begins with you. Released from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom and faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and he called me his friend. That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace. Washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. It's true. Forever we
of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free forever. Amen. When death was arrested and my life began, when death was arrested and my life began, when death was arrested and my life began. Yes, we're free, free, forever we're free. Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free, forever, amen. When death was arrested and my life began. When death was arrested and my life began. When death was arrested and my life began. Since the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And it's been a while that we shouted, you know, when we took up the offering. But I think the Lord wants us to shout this morning as we get ready to take up this offering. Y'all ready to shout with me? Because it's not that I have to give, it's that I get to give to the king. So let's give a shout out right now. One, two, three. What's that sound? Those are our superheroes in the back. Yeah, they made happy birthday gratis shirts. They gave them to you so that, that way you could have them. They love, we know that you love notes. And so uh, That's awesome, man. 
That's there's some exciting things happening in the back back there. Of course, I'm super partial. I think the the ministry director is hot. I think she's really attractive, um, especially when she puts that mask on, baby. You look like Wonder Woman. And uh, bring that mask home with you. So, <laughs> but uh, besides that. And so they have some awesome things going in the back, and I would be remiss if we did not at least said join that kids team back there. They need some help. Even if you don't have a kid, I see people in the room that are work back there that are nodding their heads. Okay, so if you do not have you, if you don't do anything on Sunday mornings, we would. If even if you do do things on Sunday mornings, uh, we would love to have you work in the back. You, there is a process. You do have to have a background check because of security reasons, things like that. But we would love to have you. Small groups is back there at the tall table. Make sure that you sign up for that. This evening starts at five o'clock. Rain or shine at Gratis Park. Okay, it, we, we have the pavilion. If you have a tent, make sure that you bring it. And as far as what to bring this afternoon, uh, we say barbecue's covered, so bring a friend, bring a side, a dr drink, and a dessert. We never have that problem. Everybody brings more than enough food. Um, say hey to somebody that you haven't talked to. We'll tear down in a minute and tell somebody happy birthday gratis. <laughs> 